0: Say what? Super heart squeeze. If you're listening to this, that makes me super excited because that means you have tuned in to the Bible Diggers podcast. I'm your host, Emily Dunham, and we're going to be sharing tools to help you dig into God's word to experience our crazy, amazing God. My hope and prayer is that by the end of this podcast, you will have already run off to grab your Bible, notebook, and pen and try these tools yourself. So let's get started. Hey, Bible diggers, how are you? I have missed meeting with you. I'm really excited to um, to just spend some time sharing some more Bible digging tools with you today. Um, I wanted to share a a tool that I guess I've been using for a while, but I actually have not taught this in a class setting. I have not thought of this as a tool, but it actually is. When, uh, I was discussing with a friend, um, some ways of how I organize or put, um, certain things in order to, to understand what is being stated in the scriptures. I said, you know, you kind of create a list. Um, or the sequence of events, and it was like, blah, light bulb, and I thought, goodness sakes, I need to share this tool with my Bible-digging friends so they can learn that same tool or just be affirmed that, yeah, that's a great tool to use in understanding what the scripture is talking about and to um, see it in a different light, but uh, before we get started, before we venture into this next Bible-digging tool, I just hope and pray that you are doing well, I hope you know that when I come to record these, uh, I think of you and I pray for you. And I pray that you would desire to meet with the Lord God in the pages of the scriptures and on bended knee through prayer. And I pray that he reveals things to you, great and mighty things of who he is, so that you can continue to walk in confidence of your God, knowing that he is who he says he is. And we have nothing to fear. And, um, and just the beauty of who he is. So I'm going to pray and we're going to get started. Oh, gracious God, I praise you and I thank you for you are true. You are dependable. You are faithful. We can trust you in all things. And God, I pray that as my friends and I look at this next tool, that our minds would be clear and we would comprehend that we would be able to um, look into your word and see more of you. Father, thank you for the freedom that we have in our country. And boy, oh boy, Lord, we need you now more than ever. Actually, that's kind of a crazy statement. We've always needed you. We've always, always needed you. It's just that our eyes are being opened to the depravity of man in these days. So I pray that you would uh, arise, awaken your people, God, cause your children to come to life. And to um, walk upright and in be children of the day. We love you, Lord. Um, teach us and instruct us. And thank you so much. In your holy and precious name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Hi, welcome to the Bible Diggers Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Dunham. I'm so glad that you are here and that we're going to look into the Word together. And if you're new to the podcast and you've never joined us before, well, I hope that you enjoy this time while I share this tool of making lists. And hopefully you'll have opportunity to go back and listen to the prior podcasts and learn more tools to be able to learn more about who your God is as you spend time in his word, not just reading, but having those times with him and different ways to to dig and dissect into the scriptures. This one may be... Uh, Maybe something you are already doing, but maybe you're not, and I think it's important to mention it. So, the the tool of making lists helps us um, put into sequence or put into columns um, certain portions of the scripture, so that when something is is grand, we can pull it together and we can organize it in a, in a certain way to see it in a different light. If that makes any sense. Not that it changes scripture, but sometimes when you look at something from a different viewpoint, you see a new angle and it brings about a new perspective. So that is the fun part of making lists. And it also is a great tool for memorization, to remember the promises of God and to remember his word. Because when you make a list, you're sort of scribing, you know, because you're transferring the scripture or portions of it onto paper. So you're penning it, which causes us to ponder the word of God and to think about it, and then give you an opportunity to meditate on that. So that is why I make lists, to better understand what the word is saying and to be able to memorize it and to see it in, from a different perspective. Um, for this tool, I'm gonna to use three different portions of scripture so to, just to create three different examples. The first scripture we're going to look at is Galatians 5, 22 and 23. And I'm reading from the New American Standard Bible. Galatians 5, 23. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Okay, can you probably see where I'm going to make a list? <laughs> Let me read it to you again. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. So in making of the list, I'd grab my notebook. Of course, I would put the date. What's the date for today? I'd put that at the top of my paper. And then I would write the scripture that I'm looking at. So I would label on the left Galatians 5, 22 to 23. But now to create the list, you need your header. So what's the list header for this verse? Well, I want to see what all those fruits of the spirit are and what that like the list of them, right? Because when I'm looking at it in the Bible, it's a sentence with commas and it just kind of can be clumped, but I'm going to form it in a list to see them all and to hopefully memorize them. So at the top, I would say the fruits of the spirit, the fruit of the spirit, right? And then draw a line under that and begin to list them, love, joy, peace, and so on and so on. That um, then you could even put that on a note card and hang it uh, like in your room on your door, or put it in your um, your book that you're reading as a bookmark, and just to review it, so that you can learn what those fruits of the spirit are. And let me tell you later on, when the Lord is good and allows you to recall those things, those are good triggers to say, "Am I bearing fruit? What would that fruit look like?" And not only that, but is this the fruit of the spirit? Am I showing love? Am I allowing him to be peace through me, right? Am I showing peace? Am I showing gentleness? Is the spirit living in me and producing those? um, And I can see that as fruit. So that's kind of cool. So that's one list. So making a list of the fruits of the spirit. How about we jump over to Philippians 4, 8. And this has been a scripture that my husband has been enjoying the last few months. Oh. Okay, I just want to make sure I wasn't in Colossians. Um, I, I appreciate this scripture too. I mean, I appreciate all the scripture. That sounds so silly. But I use this um, as a prayer for my kids and even for myself. It is so good. Let me read it to you. The New American Standard Bible in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute. If there is any excellence and if anything worthy of praise dwell on these things. Isn't that cool? That is such a good verse. But it also becomes a great prayer. And often I will pray this for my children at nighttime. That when, you know, you lie down and your brain just runs like... Just constant. Sometimes it's hard to shut it off. And so, my prayer is not only for my kids, but also for myself. Right? I say, Lord, I pray, please, that the things I think on or the things that my children think on as they lie down tonight will be true. That they would think on things that are honorable. That they would think on things that are pure. And so on and so forth. So, we're going to make a list with um, these things to think on. And so I would title again my notebook. I would say Philippians 4.8. Um, and then at the top my subheader, because at the bottom it says, Dwell on these things. And you can and there's another translation that says, think on these things. So I would um give it a header and say, Dwell on these things, and underline it, and then list them. Right? Um, things that are true, things honorable. Things right, things pure. And you could even change your wording, not like changing the scripture, but you know, you could write it as a scripture. Sometimes I just, my brain wants to understand it, so I'll use a different word. But this says, whatever is pure, dwell on whatever is pure, dwell on whatever is good repute, dwell on whatever is lovely, dwell on any excellence. And anything worthy of praise, so making a list like that helps me um, see the different things that the Lord is saying my my mind should be um, dwelling on. And you know, interesting dwelling. You know, you kind of hear the word dwell or ponder, but I know to dwell also means to to live among, right? Or to to a dwelling place. So I'm like, wow, if my brain, my mind could dwell here. It could live in things that are true. My thoughts could live in things that are pure. My thoughts could live in things that are right. I don't know. I just, just kind of thinking about that right now as a different way to, to consider that, you know, that's kind of, it's kind of cool. I just thought of that right now while I'm talking with you guys. Ha! Very fun. Okay. So that's another way. Then Lists or sequencing of events comes in handy when the chunk of scripture is larger and entails much more information. And you're just trying to wrap your brain around it. You're just trying to understand, you know, because it, it's a larger undertaking. So I want to switch over to Matthew 24. And Matthew 24 um, kind of has a heading in my Bible and just says, Signs of Christ's return. Now this is kind of interesting because you there's a lot of different people talking about this and asking, oh my goodness, you know, what are those signs? Like, is he coming? Is is he gonna be here any day, or what are things I should look for? Well, I tell you, go to the word, right? He has given us his word to look and to know. Um, Yes, he's going to come like a thief in the night, but he's been gracious to give us some insight and what to watch for. And we're called to be watchmen. So uh, I just want to say that, but um, I don't want to go into much detail of what the actual scripture is discussing. And I haven't studied it too in depth, but it's definitely a location where we can create a list which can form a sequence to help us understand um, some of these highlighted things that are to come or have come to pass or to watch out for, okay? I'm gonna read Matthew 24, 1 through 14, and it's in the New American Standard, and then we'll talk about um, listing it. Okay, sorry about that. I had to take a drink of water and I lost my pen. Matthew 24, Jesus came out from the temple and was going away when his disciples came up to point out the temple buildings to him. And he said to them, Do you not see all these things? Truly I say to you, not one stone here will be left upon another which will not be torn down. As he was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things happen, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age?" And Jesus answered and said to them, See to it that no one misleads you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will mislead many. You will be hearing of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not frightened, for those things must take place, but that is not yet the end. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And in various places there will be famines and earthquakes. But all these things are merely the beginning of birth pangs. Then they will deliver you to tribulation and will kill you, and you will be hated by all nations because of my name. At that time, many will fall away and will betray one another and hate one another. Many false prophets will arise and will mislead many. Because lawlessness is increased, most people's love will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end, he will be saved. This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all the nations, and then the end will come. Wow. I remember reading that just a few weeks ago and thinking, wow. Okay, there's so much happening here. How can I figure out what is and when and where? So that's where creating the list comes into play. Now, what I would do is I would find uh, find a, your, a new notebook book page and title at to the top, Matthew 24, 1 through 14. Actually, you could go on further because it de- definitely goes on to give more information, but I'm just going to stop there for time's sake. At the top right, put the date. Now, I would focus in on verse 3, and actually scribe that into your notebook, okay? So verse three says, as he was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us, when will these things happen? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Now begin to make a list. Begin to put in order what is noted in the scripture. So I put number one, Okay, let me find it in my Bible here. Number one, many, mm, let me see. Many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ. And Christ means Messiah, right? So I would put that as number one. Many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ. And then in parentheses down below, I just wrote, and will mislead many. Right, so that is something that will take place. The next thing I notice is it says there will be hearing of wars, right? Hearing of wars and rumors of wars. So I put those as two separate ones because you're going to hear of wars. So there will actually be wars taking place. But you're also going to hear of rumors of wars. Then you keep going down and it says, so see that you are not frightened, for those things must take place. I love this. I put this off to the side, but in like, um, you know, an extra special circle. <laughs> I just put verse six, see that you are not frightened for these things must take place, but that is not yet the end. Just the encouragement, like, yeah, there are definitely things that will cause fear, but don't be frightened. Don't be frightened. Like I'm telling you, these things need to take place. So you can, tr- you trust me. Like I'm telling you how it's gonna be. Don't be afraid. I've got, you know, I'm still here. I am who I say I am and I'm in control of all this. But, um, so yeah, put verse six on the side, then continue on. The list continues. Number four, nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. So those are two separate things because it says, and kingdom against kingdom. So number five, I listed kingdom against kingdom or number, sorry. Number four is nation will rise against nation. Number five, kingdom against kingdom. Number six, various places there will be famines. Then number seven, various places there will be earthquakes, right? Even though they're put together, they're two separate things. Because verse seven, the half part says, and in various places there will be famines and earthquakes. So you could list it as one separate thing. Uh, as one thing together, but I put them as two separate things um, just so my brain can comprehend that there's these two things happening. Then I put a big then, right? Because in verse seven, um, for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And in various places, there will be famines and earthquakes. But all these things are merely the beginning of birth pangs. Oh my goodness. So I put off to the side, but this is just the beginning. Like all these things... Uh, Verse eight, so in another circle, like I had done verse six, but all these things are merely the beginning of birth pangs. Then, okay, so it's going to usher in something new or something more. Then, so number eight, but I indented, right? They will deliver you to tribulation. Number nine, let's read verse nine. Then they will deliver you to tribulation and will kill you and you will be hated by all the nations because of my name. So I put number nine, we'll kill you. Number 10, I'm not laughing. I'm just like, she's. he's letting us know. Like, these are things that will happen. Number 10, hated by all nations because of my name. So they're not going to hate you because you're protesting something. They're going to hate us because of the name Jesus. They're going to hate us because of him. And he says, like, they hated him first. So he suffered and we will too. Just because we follow Jesus doesn't mean things aren't going to be awesome and dandy. Things, he's like, you will still have trials. But they are for the good. Like, so we might be refined. So that we might learn more of who he is. Like, yeah, strengthening your faith producing character, like it's not going to be easy once you say yes to Jesus, but you will have Jesus. And that's what you're missing beforehand. Jesus really is life and everything that we are in desperate need of him. Like we just need him. So hated by all nations. So I said nine will kill you 10 hated by all nations because of my name, capital M at that time, right, it, it gives us a new thing. Like when these things are happening, at that time, many will fall away. I put verse 12 over in a circle off to the side. Because lawlessness is increased, most people's love will grow cold. This also could be in the sequence of things happening, but it, I feel like it kind of encompasses why these other things are happening. Lawlessness is increased. So the hearts of people will grow cold. Number 11, we'll betray one another. 12, hate one another. But, here's a big but, B-U-T, verse 13 and 14. The one who endures to the end, he will be saved. This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all the nations. And then the end will come. Uh, I kinda wish I had your face and a picture that I could show you my page. But I hope in the making of yours, or I'd love to see your notes. But what happens is when I create the list and the sequence is it just kind of puts it in order and allows me to see these things uh and to and as I'm writing them though too, as you write the list, like I said, and as you create the sequence of the events as a list, you have opportunity to ponder. And to better understand what is taking place as opposed to just reading. And, and not that you can't just read, right? We talk about that in the very, very beginning. Read. Read so we understand context because context is critical. Context is crucial. Um. All right. So, well, I'm just about up for time. So I hope that you um can take this tool and use it. Find another place in scripture. But that I hope that these examples help. Really, it's just dissecting the portion that you're looking at and creating it into um, a list of items or, you know, if there's a list to, to be had or categorizing things or putting things in chronological order. Just kind of dissecting it. But we don't say dissecting. We say digging in, right? It's another way to dig into the word to better understand um, what is taking place there so that we might understand who our God is. And I'm going to ask the infamous question that we always want to ask after spending time in the word is what does this tell me about who my God is? And there's a gazillion things. If I could say that word, that even just this part here in Matthew 24, tell us about who he is, but I'm going to go with in this of what I see that my God is gracious. To tell his children in advance. These things will take place. Don't be afraid. These things are going to take place. Don't be afraid. I am fully aware of all of it. So our God is gracious to tell us as his children what's about to happen. But he's also loving to say you don't need to be afraid. I'm here and I'm fully aware. And these things must happen for my return and the end of the age. So good. Thank you so much for joining me. I um, hope to continue to share more tools. There's so many other things I want to tell you, but we are out of time. So until next time, I hope that you can continue to press in and press on. I hope and pray that you're encouraged. Stay in the word. Keep your eyes fixed and focused on him. Let's pray. Lord God, I thank you. Thank you for my friends. Thank you for these Bible diggers. Thank you for waking up your children. May we stay woke. May we stay pressed in and may we press on through the power of your Holy Spirit. And may we bear the fruit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And may we not fear for all these things that are to come and are in play. We love you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty, awesome, holy name. Amen. Hi, I just want to thank you so much for listening today. I'm hoping and praying that you've grabbed your Bible, your pen, and your notebook and have already begun to dig into God's crazy, amazing Word. If you would like more encouraging content, you can find Bible Diggers at BibleDiggers.org. And you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram, again, at BibleDiggers. I look forward to sharing more Bible digging tools with you and his crazy amazing word. Until then, be encouraged and press on.